New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear ones. Rev Briz with you over here. Rev Z right here. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. This happens every Friday morning here at 7 a.m. on the time zone here on the New Thought Media Network. Very grateful that you are with us here today. And uh, well, we're going to dive right into it because, you know, Z, I, like I said in the pre-show, I was really expecting that we could just show up this week and talk a little bit more about the uh, the supreme fraud in our country that we call Clarence Thomas and all the weird stuff we keep learning about him, supposedly anonymous. The hacker group Anonymous has released his Pornhub history over on Twitter. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. That's just something that came across my desk. But, uh, but no, we don't get to talk about something easy like that because... This week, uh, this week's been really another unique experience with guns in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, you, you think about over the past couple of weeks, you know, between mass shooting and senseless shootings, we've got to have, it's got to be, you know, the, 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 the school in Kentucky, the bank in in uh, but no, the school in Tennessee, the bank in Kentucky, the innocent girl up in New York, the 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 Alabama shooting, the the new one, the Kansas City shooting, and then the new one um, with the little girl in North Carolina, and then don't leave out the Texas one with the with the with the uh, cheerleaders with the cheerleaders, and now that's seven that we know of. It's gotten to the point where it's almost impossible to keep up with with it. So, you know, folks, if you're just kind of catching up with the conversation, there's now a term for this. They're called wrong place shootings. Um, and the four that had four that happened this week, um, I I've also come to learn it it's not these are not just the first four. This has been going on most of this year and there's stories into late last year where these things are happening so let's re let's recap what we know uh, we know that a teenager knocks on the wrong door in kansas city uh looking to pick up their friend uh, their sibling we know that an 84 year old white man claims he had just gone to bed heard the doorbell ring all right so truthfully who tries to break into the house by ringing the doorbell 
burst off. <laughs> and here's the doorbell ring. So he grabs his pistol, living in fear, grabs his pistol, gets to the front door, and accounts are different. Some say he opened the inside door and there was a glass storm door. Others say that he didn't even get that far. Um, he claims the teen was trying to pull the door open. The teen says that isn't what happened. End result is he fires two bullets. He fires twice at the kid. Um, now, luckily, that young man didn't die, but he is seriously injured, and he and his siblings are, are scarred for life mentally. Yeah. Uh, we have a group of, of young women that pull into the wrong driveway in New York State, which, by the way, is not a stand-your-ground state. And uh, the homeowner just walks out on the porch and fires a shotgun a couple times at the car. This guy doesn't even know who's in the car. <laughs> Could have been his long-lost brother. <laughs> a group of four teenagers, teenage girls, cheerleaders, go out for lunch in Texas. When they come back to get into their car, one girl opens the door to, the, to a wrong car, to the wrong car. There was a man sitting in the, in the passenger seat as she opened the wrong door. She, oh, sorry, closes the door, gets in the right car, and the guy gets out all huffy puffy. She's trying to she's trying to apologize, and he just opens fire. There was one dead in that incident. And no, that, no, one, no, I don't think she died. She just got seriously injured. They were on their way down to a cheerleading competition this weekend. Okay, I thought it wasn't her. It was her friend that was that was in the car, but. Regardless, so again, and yesterday, a man opens fire in North Carolina because a basketball rolled into his yard. 24-year-old male, basketball rolls into his yard. He screams at the kids. Something, Somebody says something. He goes back into his house, comes out with a pistol, and starts just firing at the entire neighborhood neighborhood was running for trying fathers were trying to hide their kids from the gunfire you know see i was reading a book last night and there's a line in there from martin luther king jr and i'm i might paraphrase this in pro i might say this a little off but he wrote i'm tired of fighting for the freedoms that have always been ours i'm tired of looking over my shoulder at every single person that I, I passes my view. I'm tired yeah. of wondering who, wh who next, where next, and and when is my turn. Yeah. Nobody should be living under this kind of fear. No, and 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 that's why we 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 have to figure out a way to change this narrative. And I know it's hard, but we have to change this narrative because the more these stories hit the airways, the more people are going to be fearful. Yeah. And so now there's good this week. I guarantee you there'll be a whole nother surge in individuals purchasing guns for whatever reasons, because I don't want somebody indiscriminately shoot at me or I don't want nobody trying to ring my doorbell or whatever the case might be, right? Justifiable or not. 
because we're right now we're beyond justifiable. Like that shooting in Alabama where the four kids died, there were 35 at, at the last count that got injured. Yeah. I mean, this is, and so now you have 35 people who are mentally scarred for life. Mm -hmm. And so now their trust of humanity, their trust of being around a bunch of people could be compromised. And so we have to figure out ways. One, I saw a story the other day on, on NBC, which said something to the effect that if you gave every American a gun, there would still be a hundred thousand more guns available beyond every individual in America having a gun. <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear that. Right. We need to, we, we have to figure out a way to get rid of the, and, and, and these assault, I mean, all of them are bad, but definitely these assault rifles where I can shoot off a bunch of rounds. And so, you know, we have to, we have to change the narrative. We, you know, and we want we want to know these things, but I think now it's just I don't know what the answer is yet. But it's too many being reported to 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 galvanize and continue to separate the community. Right. Well, and you know, you you talk about. I just real quick pulled up a pulled up a, a site here, and this is Pew Research Center. They they indicate that 69% of Americans do not own guns. Wow. So the majority of Americans don't own guns. 31% own a gun. And there's 100,000 more guns than there are people in our country. Right? I, That's like, a lot of guns. These numbers don't add up. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't the way it's supposed to work. As as they say, the math ain't mathing. <laughs> <laughs> the math ain't mathing. Exactly. <laughs> hey, let's say a couple of shout outs real quick. Good morning, Wayne. Good to see you there. All the way from Calgary, Shaybird. Good to see you, dear one. Glad you're with us again. Uh, anyone else that might be watching and uh, you haven't had a chance to chat along or chime along or say hello, please do so. Leave a comment in the in the comment box, even if you're watching it another time, if you're watching later on in the day uh, or uh, next week sometime, uh, drop a comment. Let us know what you're thinking. We'll get a chance to see that and uh, do our best to respond as appropriate. So uh, please join in with us. <sighs> All right. And here, I, and I want to share another piece of all this, right? Because I think you and I agree the time has come to either limit the number of guns on the street, completely ban guns in private hands, find some sort of regulation, yada, 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 yada. And when we look at these four incidences, we see ver four very different scenarios. Right in uh, in Kansas City, it's an old black, an old white guy, and a young black man. In upstate New York, it's a older white guy and white teenagers. In um, Texas, in Texas, I don't know the nationality of the shooter. I, I think the guy was Hispanic. 
Hispanic and four white girls. Um, in North Carolina, it's a black man and a in a predominantly white community, white neighborhood. Um, all the injured are white. So we can't, it's obvious this isn't just racially motivated any longer. It's obvious that this isn't just mental illness any longer. There is one common factor, and that is the gun. Now, people are going to say, yeah, but if we didn't have guns, uh, there'd be more knifings. And there was an incident right here in my neighborhood, not in my neighborhood, but right up the street in an area of uh, the suburbs here where I drive often, uh, an incident late Wednesday night into Thursday morning where someone was driving around throwing rocks at cars. When we talk rocks, we're talking five-inch diameter landscaping-style rocks. One woman was killed. Numerous others were injured. And so there's going to be those out there say, what do you want? You want me to outlaw the rocks next? You 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 want us to get rid of rocks? Then they're going to use tree branches or something. And the argument is always that people... People that don't trust, don't believe in the law or follow the law are going to find a way to get a gun anyway, right? We don't hear very often about mass rockings. Right, right. <laughs> it's not often you hear of, we talk, this is the first time in years we've ever had to talk about a rock attack. Yeah. Where so, But we talk about gun attacks and we talk about gun violence. It's part of the daily conversation at this yeah. point. Yeah. So... And- yeah, and 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 you know, uh, Bob has a comment in about it. You know, he has guns for hunting, and I get that. I'm from the South. Uh, I'm from the Georgia, Florida, Alabama region. So, uh, nothing but hunters there, hunting everything from from squirrel to deer. Uh, and so, I understand. But when I grew up, there was no hunting for sport. Right. We we didn't hunt to put the head on the wall. We hunted to feed the family. Right. So it's not a sports thing. I don't need to be out whatever. And I need to go out, get the skill, get the gun and shoot the animal to take home and feed my family. But that's not what happened. I don't need a AK or or, or some semi-automatic rifle to shoot a deer. If I by that time, if I've got to put that many holes in the deer. The meat's not going to be any good to eat. <laughs> True. Um, you know, so so I get I get if you were sport, and and I would tend to believe that there are definitely a large number of hunters that respect the gun. I mean, the first thing I learned about the gun was to respect the gun. You don't point it at anything. You don't want to shoot. You don't pull it out if you're not going to use it. I mean, there were certain things that were taught about the gun. It was not a play toy. This is not just not a slingshot. Uh, and those kinds of things now, I would pretend, you know, these things are for committing uh, robberies or, or crimes. Some of these weapons, they seem to be just that or for mass killing. They're not... Uh, that it made for military or or handguns 
Yeah. Specifically handguns, right? And um, for those that maybe are not on the same page, uh, literally the same Facebook page as Bob is watching this on. Good to see you, by the way, Bob. Bob's an old friend uh, I haven't communicated with in quite a while. Glad to see you found us. Thank you for joining the conversation. Um, and, you know, Bob agrees assault weapons are completely useless. Um, and I, and right, I get it. If you, if you live an hour from, from the local police response and somebody's banging on your door in the middle of the night, I understand that sense of security having a handgun or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And we've got to do a better way of determining how these get into people's hands and how they don't, because it seems like in all these cases, here's what I see in all these cases, not one of the, not one of these people said, can I help you? What, what the, do you think you're doing? Yeah. Hey man, what are you trying to do? Yeah. Not one of them asked the question. So we are living in a state of shoot first and ask questions later. And I think we all know, I mean, I was taught that doesn't work. I was taught that if you don't want to get shot, don't take your guns to town. Ask yeah. Johnny Cash. Right? Don't take your guns to town, son. Don't, don't walk around with these things. Don't just pull these. Because if you pull out a gun, Chances are pretty high you're about to get shot too, and I think that's what happened in Kansas City. They they're not releasing many details, but somebody probably pissed somebody off, and somebody had a gun, and they started shooting one direction or threatened one direction. Somebody else said, "Oh yeah," and we now have five people in custody identified as shooters in the Kansas City. At no, no, in uh, Alabama. That's the Alabama. Sorry, sorry, the Alabama incident. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, See, they, they confusing. They confusing. <laughs> so in, in the in the birthday party incident, yes. it's yes. starting to appear like somebody pulled out a gun. Somebody else said, oh, you ain't doing that in my party and pulled out their gun. And now we've got 35 people injured. Uh, three people, four people dead, and five people in in jail. And, and the youngest, kids. and the youngest kid is sixteen. Yeah. I mean, you know, the basketball shooting. The one girl, six, six. You shot yeah. at a six-year-old, dude. You shot at a six-year-old. What fear did you have? How could you? What are you afraid of? A basketball rolls into your yard. Yeah. <laughs> but but it speaks to it speaks to the work that we have to do, right? We have to we have to begin as as uh, as, as as Shay said earlier. We have to begin to shift the consciousness of the appearance now. Yeah. There were several of these states uh, of locations. I heard that the guns weren't even registered. You can get a gun and you don't even have to register the gun. You know, that's senseless. If you need, if, you know, if I need a license and I need to register and, and on occasion go and get a test. Insurance. And I got insurance to drive a car. They need to do the same thing with the guns. Yeah. Right. You have to take some mandatory tests and training and licensing and insurance. Um that, that should be given. But but what we have to do also, and I think it's more paramount, two things. We have to begin to develop 
communal spirits between people. We we have to start saying hi to our neighbors. We have to start asking our neighbors, can they can I help you? Uh if you know, or or or, or if you see the kids outside playing, hey kids, I got some uh I, I got some candy or whatever. I mean that get, that could get crazy too. But uh <laughs> you know here's here's a you know that that's a whole nother story. I won't even go there because that leads but yeah. The different things that we can do to build community support and build trust. We have to begin to do this and stop walling off in our little separate places. Right. And think of everybody as the enemy. Yep. No, I agree with you there 100%. And maybe, maybe, you know, I've said this a little bit recently. There might be a level of PTSD that's that we all have. Mm -hmm. um because of the pandemic so everybody's a little bit we're all a whole bunch different than we were a few years ago we can't go we can't base what's happening today on statistics from 2018 2019 even 2020 because 2020 was the anomaly where nothing happened or not much at least yep but it would appear that the, the aftermath of that, if you will, is that people are less trusting, more separated than ever. Um, yes, there's a political component to that, too, uh, that is driving that separation. And also reminded in this book that I'm reading, the whole chapter that I read last night was all about Martin Luther King Jr. and his life. And there were great reminders in there, especially for a white guy a different perspective on that Mm -hmm. era and who Mm -hmm. he was and what he, what his life represents and all of that. And one of the things that struck me was that um, even after his house was bombed, he would not let his people pick up guns in retaliation when they wanted to, when his people wanted to say, look, we got to defend you. We got to go, we got to show a for, uh, show some force here and we got to pick up the guns and go out there. Even in the midst of that, he said, no. Yeah. And he said, we have are, are those folks are sick. They, they have an illness and th- we need to love them. We need to love them through this. We need to love them into their own healing because well, I think every great prophet has said it one way or another, an eye for an eye leaves everybody blind. Yes. The moment a gun for a gun is leaving a lot of people dead, injured, and scarred for life. And um, and I do agree. I think we are the the people that can change this. That's yeah. why I, I feel so adamant about this conversation every time we have to talk about it. Yeah, and and you know one of the things that we have to do, you 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 brought the political thing in, and I'm gonna just hit it for a minute. We, you know, right now, our our elected officials up in Washington are fighting over the debt ceiling, right? Yep. In an economic powder keg within our country right now, and if we, you know. Just to show how irresponsible or self-serving they are, they are they are bringing this country really now with the interest rate and inflation on the brink if they get this debt ceiling thing wrong. And they only got a few more months to get it right, right? It's, it happens in the summer. And so when we, you know, the, the whole thing about working together 
is sitting down and having a conversation and and bringing bringing your points and your 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 perspectives and your evidence to 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 enlighten the other side so that you can come to a better conclusion than 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 not but that's not what we're doing you know you would think that somewhere in the capital with all of the shootings that have happened in the last 2 3 weeks somebody would be pushing a bill right now that's on every newsstand that says we are in the process of changing some of these gun control laws not to take people's guns away but to make them more responsible and if you're not responsible we will take it away yep you know it's uh colorado uh for those that don't know both lz and i live here in colorado um there is a a ban uh legislation uh regulation against high capacity magazines and uh, our state legislature has been uh, debating a bill that would uh, ban high capa- um, automatic and semi-automatic weapons or the conversion to a semi-automatic. Right, 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 and right. That failed late last night, one o'clock in the morning. Um, it failed in committee. And here's what I keep hearing. These laws will never pass. Because while I think the majority of Americans agree these weapons are not necessary, good friend Bob, you know, old friend Bob with, um, sorry, Bob, that's not age. That's just how long we've known each other. (laughs) Um, Bob owns a number of guns, but also recognizes that these high capacity machines of murder aren't necessary or are ineffective for for any they're only designed to do one thing and that's kill a lot of people in a short amount of time as possible or make sure that you're the one that goes home alive whatever but when anybody else isn't and we here in colorado we're a pretty purplish state by most by most accounts we can't get an assault weapon ban passed I can't imagine what it would be like in Alabama, Mississippi, North Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina, Florida. Uh, Speaking of of Atlanta, there's our friend, Reverend Dr. David Alexander, showing in with with an article I'm going to have to read after the program. Uh, We do have time, David. If you want to jump in, let me know. I'll send you the link. Uh, But... uh, Here's my question, I guess. Are there enough of us that can love enough? Yeah. yeah. Or is this beyond fixing at this point? Well, you know, I I, 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 I like that question because it, in my mind, it asks everyone to, as the song says, stand up. There is something that each one of us can do to begin to unravel this. Speak to your friend. I mean, speak to your neighbor. Help someone in need. Uh, Get to know someone who you don't know or don't know you so you can exchange ideas so they can get to know you better and fear you less because of whatever, race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, political ideas, because we know that the more we begin to talk to one another, we begin to see this person's just like me. They want to be successful. They want to be happy. They want their kids to be safe. They want to have a vacation every now and then. The same things. 
Yeah. We need to come together nationwide with a new standard. Regulate guns the same way we regulate cars. End yep. of period. Yeah, absolutely. Registration insurance, please. Yep. You've been involved in a shooting. Registration and insurance, please. And your license. <laughs> yep. License, registration, and insurance. Yep. You know, in Colorado, I don't know if this is everywhere in every state, but if in Colorado, if you were involved in an injury accident in a, in a motor vehicle, it is mandatory for you to do a blood test for them to draw blood at the scene. Wow. It's mandatory. They have to get somebody there to draw your blood at the scene so they have an accurate record of if you were drinking or high. Colorado's legal marijuana state, cannabis legalization here. So they have to have, so any little thing, right? If, if you're driving and you bump into, and some somebody walks out in front of your car and you bump into them or you clip a bicycle or something small happens, it doesn't have to be a death accident. It has to be an injury accident. And if there is any injury whatsoever, then um, we're going to send David a link real quick. He's going to join us. Uh, then they have to draw blood to determine your sobriety at that time. Yeah. Um, I think it's great. And we need to start doing the same thing with guns. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I forget, I don't know if it was Shay or, or, or Bob, but 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 the whole idea, you know, there was a, a, a two, I had two friends who I thought were good friends, got into a little battle over uh mental health and guns and, and privilege. And 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 I'm thinking to myself, you know, we're thinking like uh like we're in a movie. You know, this is I don't there is no werewolf theory. There's no silver bullet to kill the werewolf. You need the silver bullet. You need the garlic. You need the holy water. You need the cross. You need the crescent. You need, you need all of it because one thing ain't going to work. And, and all that's to say is we have to have a holistic approach approach to these things. We, it's not just the guns. and It's not just the mental health. It's not just the privilege. It's a combination. If there's an intersection, you know, you hear this word now about intersectionality, right? Mm -hmm. If we go back to our math, we said earlier that math ain't mathing, right? One thing you learn in math very early is set theory. When you start studying set theory, there is an intersection between sets when you start studying, or they go through that part, and you learn that we all have something in common. So let's start there and then increase it so that we become one whole entity. And that's how we come together. That's how we solve problems. And that's how we address issues between the factions that mm. are now disrupting life everywhere on the planet. Yes. Yes, exactly. Dr. David, I sent a link inside your messenger window. So uh, you should be getting mm. that through your Facebook messenger uh, should be there available for you at any point now. Yeah. And, and you we're know, talking, and, we're talking holistic healing. We're talking systems healing. We're talking right where no one is left behind and no one is left out of the love. Yep. And that's part of what is happening, right? We can see that there is a definitive, there is as much hate for the gun owners 
as there may be. See, and I don't even want to call it. I don't think gun owners are targeting people. Like mm-hmm. I, I, it, we, we, it's easy to lump that in that way. And it's not. There are good people that own firearms that are responsible and would gladly do the insurance registration and licensing pit. And there are those that are living in such deep fear. Yeah. All of these incidences we're talking about today would appear, and we don't have all the information, but it would appear that many of them are based in it in that deep sense of fear. And so I try to defend myself. Hey, here we go, all the way from Atlanta. What's going on? Oh, I gotta get rid of this. <laughs> we're cutting you off at the nose there, Dr. David. Welcome. Good morning from the Atlanta area. Reverend Dr. David hey. Alexander, uh, senior minister. Uh, and I'm sorry, I always forget the name. <laughs> um Spiritual Living Center of Atlanta. That's it. Spiritual Living Center. So, and no stranger to our program. So, welcome back, sir. Good morning. Thanks for joining the conversation. Good morning. Good morning. I couldn't couldn't resist to drop in, and uh, <laughs> since I just got back from Nashville, uh, Tennessee, where I was marching with pastors from around the country and William Barber on this very issue, uh, and carrying uh, uh, children baskets to the Capitol. Um, that were rejected at the door uh, by the legislatures. They would not allow them in. Um, it was very symbolic of, of where we're at in our country right now, right? Where the people, because we have this divide between where the majority of Americans are, which is about reasonable, uh, you know, reasonable action and reasonable uh, measures that something must be done. And we can differ on what that something is, but there's, tremendous momentum on something right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then legislatures that just refuse to to consider anything uh refuse refuse to even look at the at, you know like they refuse the caskets they refuse and uh the, of the two um, people nationally know the two young men uh justin jones and justin pearson uh, that were expelled and then uh, and then reappointed. Uh, uh, Justin Jones um, came out uh, when they we were outside with two adult caskets, three children caskets, and a baby casket. And he came out, and uh, they were saying that the caskets could not sit on the floor inside the rotunda, the Capitol. We had blankets and everything else to put them on. Um, so anyway, so he came out and he said, "Where's the baby casket?" And he went to the baby kit, which was one that one individual could could hold and was much lighter. He picked it up and and took it in and said, well, they they can't stop me. They can't, you know, (laughs) it won't touch the floor because we'll just hold it. You know, they took it in. Um, But that's where we're at, right? Between just politicians who just literally refuse to look at the issue uh, and the rest of the country that wants something to happen. So I think our only way forward is to force them to, you know? Yeah. And, and, and this is, this is, this is, you know, this is the sales pitch number one, right? Everybody young, old, in between should right now who care about these issues should go register to vote. If you have the wherewithal to run for office, run for office. And if you're not familiar with the political system, take a class. They have some civic classes at, 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 at community colleges and, and, and that you can take for free to learn how our system of government works so you can be 
not only informed about the issues, but informed about how laws and legislation is passed and what it takes to get somebody out if they're not doing the job. Yeah, there's a website, uh, I think it's called Run For Something uh, or Run For Anything or so or something to that effect. Uh, but the idea of it is, and, and they've seen an uptick, like 30% uptick uh, since the, the uh, shooting in Nashville um, of young people in particular uh, registering on this uh, site. And it's that very idea that, that you're young, you're interested in these issues and you know you don't know where to start or what to do. Just register on that website. Maybe Robert can get it and get it pulled up, um, and and then they'll contact you and figure out you know where you live and what what might you know from dog catcher to you know to senator yes. and everything in between, uh, and do training and all that kind of stuff and to figure out what you know what you might be have a you know a, a skill set for or you know whatever good place to start, uh, and and this website is really gaining traction, and you know. <laughs> Like go back to the, the Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, you know they went from being fairly local, very popular locally figures to now national stars. They're going to be in politics for a long time. They're both under thirty, um, and a lot of people are joining them. And that's what we need to see. That's what we need to see is the tide change and just um, you know shift this thing. And you know, I, a, a while back in my younger days, I was uh, I was the chairperson of the diversity committee, uh, diversity commission here in my city of Lakewood, and we had community boards, right, where we would bring people in from the community, from different aspects, different backgrounds, to to discuss issues, to talk about highway safety or, or develop it, it could be as simple as that so that people begin to get a more holistic view of the issues people's uh concerns or or whatever so that whenever the decisions are made they're intelligent decisions they think about the constituencies and it's not just a, a portion of the constituency that gets everything they want and everybody else has to scramble for scraps right right well, I want to say we're going to run out of time here real soon <laughs> here this morning. So, but before we do, I want to say thank you, Reverend Dr. David, uh, not only for coming in and sharing some of your wisdom, but for the work that you are doing. Um, I was aware that you were uh, at that march and, and being a part of that and representing the New Thought Movement as part of the solution. Um, you've given us a couple of great resources here. Uh, I've dropped the links of those into our comment box. So for those watching on uh, some of the pages, specifically YouTube, you should have clickable links to follow and, and learn more about these resources. And uh, and if not, if you can't find those resources on your feed right now, send us an email, info at ntmedia.org. Uh, we'd love to, we'll make sure you get, or you can use minister talk at ntmedia.org. We'll make sure you get those resources. And, and one of the things I'm hearing that I think is really important here is um no matter what we think we might know, it's time to, to make sure that we learn more about what, what really is happening in this country. And not just from the topical position of some people are shooting other people, but I think Dr. David, well, Dr. David's t-shirt has it right on two points. 
I'm not big on the coffee. So read books, fight racism. <laughs> Mine's always filled with tea. Uh, but read, but be educated. Um, I'm right now reading uh, The Cross and the Lynching Tree by James Cone that I'd never read. And, um, and wow, what a great book. And what a great reminder and opening my eyes to nuances and pers- and pieces of the um, the American experience that I wasn't fully aware of, and now I can use that to move me forward in these discussions and in other discussions. So mm-hmm. um, we do have a few more minutes here, gentlemen. If there's uh, a last thought or anything more we want to say before we get out, uh, let people get into their day out there. Well, I, I can't let that go by without saying James Cone will change your life. Um, <laughs> just, just want to throw that out there. Uh, and, you know, the biggest takeaway for me from from the, the weekend in Nashville was this. It was uh, it was William Barber saying that, that we as pastors and I will extend that here for this listening audience that as spiritual people, as people involved in new thought, spiritual communities. Uh, but to to properly represent the quote, he said, we as pastors, we can no longer continue to uh, to mourn with our congregants, to uh, do memorial services for for gun violence and 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 at the same time refuse to put our feet to changing the policies that are creating these deaths, that doing so is morally bankrupt. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, and so that was, it was like, yeah, you know, like you can't, you can't say, oh, well, isn't this terrible and let's pray about this, uh, and, and not put, put some action towards policy change. So whether that's reading and educating yourself, uh, or just getting involved in the wider scope of conversation. Uh, so I want to just sort of extend that to everybody. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, you know, in that same vein, you know, uh, some of us are front line, some of us are back line. And for those who don't want to be on the front line, start a youth program, start a, start a book giving program, uh, start a neighborhood cleanup program. Um, anything that will begin to take action. That's what we, we need action now. Uh, because we, we understand that filibustering and, and rhetoric and all that comes a dime a dozen, but nothing really happens until someone puts some feet on the ground. And so find your space in the band and, and let's start playing. That's what I would say. Amen. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. There we go. Raise up a joyous song. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to raise up a joyous noise that is that noise of healing and that noise of change. And that noise of commitment uh, to getting this done. Cool. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, everyone, for watching. We're going to say thank you to our sponsors and donors real quick. uh, And then we're out of here. So please don't go away. Give uh, our donors and sponsors the love they deserve and the attention they deserve. We'll be back again next week with more of Ministers Talking Shit here on the New Thought Media Network. Until then, we wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. Please help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors and donors, including the Hefferlin Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, 
Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Spiritual Center, Kitchener, Ohm Center for Spiritual Living, Center for Spiritual Living, North Jersey, Unity of Savannah, Center for Spiritual Living, Seattle, and all of our individual donors and sponsors. Thank you for being a part of the New Thought Media Network. Please come be you. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.